You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. You're listening to Live from the Table, The Comedy Cellar podcast on Raw Dog, Sirius 99. This is Dan Natterman, and our regular listeners know that if it's me that is introducing the podcast, or the, rather the radio show, slash podcast... That can mean only one thing, that Noam is out of town. Noam is on a no. cruise. He's on a cruise right now. Uh, he, he, he goes on a lot of vacations, um, <laughs> as some of you might have noticed. Uh, I'm not sure he needs to even be here at the Comedy Cellar. Um, I've never seen him actually do anything that I would describe as work. <laughs> Unless you would just, dis- well, I haven't have, I mean, you're not here every night. But I, I see not. him drinking Frangelico's, yelling at Stephen Calabria. But nothing that I would qualify as. I'd say as it's work. probably a part-time job yelling at Stephen, at least. I think it's his pleasure. I think it's his yeah. it's his avocation, not his vocation. Well, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. That's what they say. Anyway, we are uh, normally we record downstairs in the Olive Tree Cafe. Tonight we are upstairs in the studio, so you won't hear any background noise. You won't hear any clanking of plates. You won't feel the disdain of the other comics as they look <laughs> at us. And uh, and uh, that's what I feel anyway when I'm doing the podcast. Is that right? Why is that? <clears throat> because I feel they think and it's corny. Is that what it is? <laughs> and um, you know, and plus we're using up the comedy table that they normally sit at, and I think they feel displaced. Anyhow, we're here tonight with three guests: uh, Rebecca Trent. How do you do? Hello. Uh, of the Creek in the Cave, owner of the Creek in the Cave Comedy Club in Queens, and she has uh, done this show several times. Danny Lobel making his second appearance on this show. Yes, sir. Uh, Danny is a comic that is based in... Is that my... Uh, I I think so. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Stephen just found a pullover that I left downstairs. Uh, so I thank Glad him for you, that. You let that detail not slide. Uh, Danny Lobel is a comedian with whom I used to do a podcast. And we were always yelling at each other. Much like me and Noam, we didn't get along. I'm not really... Whoa, 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 wait, what? We got along on air, on air. There was a lot of yelling. I accused you once of being a dangerous person. Ooh. I thought that was a compliment. Well, be that as it may, there was a lot of, um, a lot of, I think, uh, um, tension. Fascinating. I never felt... Did You didn't feel tension? No. Well, that, that's how I remember it. But in any case, uh, he moved to L.A. to seek his fame and fortune, and, and God bless him. <laughs> He's still seeking, and, and we wish him luck with that. Uh, uh, Aparna Nanchurla, I believe it's pronounced. Yes. You got it. Is a comedian um, and uh, New York-based? New York-based. I don't see her a lot. You don't work at the Comedy Cellar? No. Have you auditioned for the Comedy Cellar? Also, Steve Calabria, our, our producer, is here. If he has anything to say, he can certainly do so. Thank you very much. Um, I have uh, not. Aparna, you have not auditioned here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, Stephen, do you know anything? Have you spoken to Noam about uh, Aparna? Because uh, I, I saw I her video. I have mentioned Aparna. I saw before. her video on the Conan show. I thought it was yeah. very good. Oh, I'm a huge She's fan brilliant. of Aparna. Yeah, I'm everybody's a huge fan, oh, huge fan thanks, of Aparna. Guys. And her Twitter account's amazing too. I, I don't follow her on Twitter, and even if I did, you I wouldn't really pay should, attention really. because um, it's all about me on Twitter. Mm. I just go on Twitter and I look at who, who, um, you know, that button that you press to see who mentioned you. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. <laughs> Anyhow, I do want to, last week, uh, we talked a lot about Louie, and I do want to uh, continue that discussion because, uh, hell, it's interesting as fuck. Is it not? (laughs) Um, 
it, 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 well, I don't find it, it to getting, I, I find it always interesting. Out of and, respect for the other guests, I don't want to harp on this. You go ahead, Daniel. I never felt like there was any tension. I'm really surprised to hear you. We, we well, between the two of you. Go listen to the really, old, really, I don't want to get bogged down. I, I don't want to get bogged down either, but it's, it's strange for me. Listen the intro, to the old. And I've been friends with you for years. You've never brought it up before. <laughs> I've been on this show because before. It doesn't ma- it because it doesn't matter. Because uh, you know when I, uh, with me and Noam, there's tension as well. But we're we're best of not best of friends, but we're friendly. We're friends off the air. But when we get on the air, we are always at cross purposes because he wants to talk about politics and I want to talk about Louis Cock. <laughs> and well, I uh, thought any tension we had was uh, was theater. But anyway, let's get it's partially mm. theater, yeah. partially theater. But I'm a method actor, so within the theater, there okay. I had to draw on my own. Dan hates you, Danny. I'm just <laughs> get I'm not, over just it. Just so you know, I'm not offended. I'm fascinated. I, I'm, listen I'm, I'm to the sorry. old. He's fascinated and frowning listen, and sweating a little. I'm, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, listen to the old tapes, and you'll I, see. There I was, have listened to them. I, well, maybe I'm I, wrong. Maybe I'm misimagining. Maybe I I'm misremembering. Know. I don't know. It, it, uh, no, I mean if that's how you felt. Whatever. Let's not get back bogged down. All right, anyway, <laughs> on to the show. On with the show. Yeah, also, I just like to add, last week, everybody was kind of um, of a similar opinion with regard to Louis, but, um, you know, in terms of uh, the general consensus among those uh, um, uh, 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 that we were uh, t- speaking with last week is that Louis's behavior, albeit hardly gentlemanly, was um, not... Uh, deserving of Deserving of the of what he's been receiving. What has he received so far? Well, so yeah. he's been dropped from H. Uh, his movie was uh, pulled. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, that Net- was supposed to open this week, I think. Netflix. Oh. Yeah. Netflix dropped his special um, and his show, I believe. Uh, Wait, show? Netflix had a show with Louis? Too? Or no, 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 no. Uh, his he lost his show. FX. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh and there so was F- a, FX. It was another show that he was Can doing. Can I ask? Did did better things get affected by this as well? I don't think anything his name is on got affected. Just oh, okay. his own. Projects. Just his personal project. Yeah. Arna, where are you from originally? Because you have an interesting uh, accent. People think I'm from the Midwest, but I'm not. I'm from the Mid-Atlantic. You're from D.C., right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's an interesting type of an accent or, of sorts that you have. But in any case, um, so I, I would ask. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> well, I don't want to get bogged down in the accent. We can have tension, too. She smiles when she it's, talks. It's throwing <laughs> you off, Dan. Nap- uh, Aparna is, I believe, uh, Indian extraction? Yes. And so that could be a factor. If you grew up, your parents were first so. were from India. They have accents. It's true. I don't think. And I do is. hear a little bit of that. Okay. I think growing up with your father yelling at you in with his accent, mm. you might have picked that up. So you feel she absorbed it. I do feel that she probably through absorbed. family Whereas abuse. With, with me, you feel no heritage has been absorbed. I don't hear you. Sp- the reason Danny brings this up is because his mother's from Scotland. I don't hear. A Scottish accent of any kind, and he ate nachos today, not haggis. So I'm just, and and, ah. and when he hears the strains of Loch Lomond, he doesn't tear up. Don't See, tear that's up. proof. Yeah, proof he's not a real Scotsman. <laughs> something Dan's been hung up on for years. Also, he's he's his 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 he's Jewish, and I don't consider that. You think that wipes out any? I think ninety percent of your Scottish uh, bona fides are wiped out by that. Yes. Oh, that's how I feel, and I'm sorry. I stand by <laughs> that. Anyway, let's get to Louis. We have a lot to talk about, folks. So okay. let's not get uh, diverted. But um, uh, uh, Parna, um, mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts about the? Let's. I want to focus on the the uh, the uh, the hotel room masturbation. There were a few other accusations. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Let's, and then we can go through them oh, one by one. Christ. No, no, no. That that was. There's a few episodes. Let's talk about one-eyed Louie. Come on, guys. 
I, I mean, think what, that, what's your me, response supposed to be to that, though? Like, what are your well, thoughts on Louis? Like, that's my thoughts so are: Are open. you outraged? Do you feel that it's it, the punishment is appropriate to the crime, far in excess, or not enough, or throw or lock him away and throw away the key? I think um, part of the severity of I think the reaction to it coming out is part of the moment we're in, and the fact that it is like just another. He was kind of the one represent. Like, it feels like every field has been having their perps outed and I feel like he represented comedy so then all the you know suits and people in charge had to make a statement which he ended up being sort of the scapegoat yeah you couldn't be more correct by the way and nobody would argue. <laughs> nobody, nobody would argue. Was a, this was a correct or incorrect. Nobody would argue. It's not. Really but she didn't. What are your thoughts <laughs> wrong? Next. <laughs> she didn't answer the question though. The question wasn't what are people thinking. The question is what is Aparna Nanchurla thinking? I um I I hesitate to say the reaction was too severe because I feel like I can't speak as someone who that those experiences didn't happen to. You were saying they did happen to you. They, or they did, did not. Happen they did not happen to you. So you're saying you're not in a position to... To be like, oh, well, what he did was not that bad. Because I, I haven't been in that position, so I can't speak to what the effects of that I think would the be. effects are probably more severe than the action yeah, of what he did. I agree. Well, you, we have to, I think, look at two aspects of it. Is The effects, first of all, you never know what the effects are. I mean, theoretically, I could say to a Aparna, didn't love your Conan set. Right. I wouldn't say that, but if I did say that, theoretically, that could send you off a cliff emotionally. That's true. So, so the effects don't necessarily mean that the the action was so horrible sometimes people react in a way that you don't expect and you didn't mean well this also so, so comes that down to where where it's coming from yeah. if you tell her your conan set she might not be as distressed because it's not coming from somebody who necessarily holds and power. your dick's probably so, in your pants yeah. at the time too <laughs> that's but the point is is not that. The point but, is, is but, we but can't judge but the my, severity of a crime necessarily by the effects yes, of the crime. You, well, sure, just, okay, here's sure. the, not necessarily. The, the, the distinction is you Thanks. telling her you didn't care for her Conan set is purely emotional. She she could walk away and be like, what a shame. I really like Dan and he hurt me. But it's not going to have an effect on her career. In this case, we're talking Can't, about the effect also having... Uh, actual ramifications on a person's career. Well, we'll get to that. Right now, we no, have No, it to... wasn't him doing it that was the problem. It was the girls having a problem with what he did and... that affected their career. Right, exactly. It wasn't we'll get did. to that, but I want to just... I, I just want to I just want to mention that we have to look at the effects that it would have on the women. We all have to look at Ray... At, at, um, I got a text from Ray Allen. I almost said Ray Allen. <laughs> we, almost, <laughs> we, almost, we also have to look at Louise... Um, what was going on in his mind? In other words, as I brought this up last week, did he reasonably think that they were that they were consenting? How do is you, that a reasonable? That's not a, that's not a reasonable no, question. No, that's not a yeah. thing. We're we're past that. Louis already said that wasn't a thing. But no, no. Louis that. said I, in his his letter of apology, he said I asked permission. He did, but and they, he also said that he realizes now that asking permission and getting a yes from somebody when he's in a position of power and they're not isn't necessarily okay. A yes. But there, there, there's okay. But he might have thought at the. But if he legitimately thought what at the about, time, okay. Well, now hold okay. on. If he legitimately thought at the time that there was consent, and I wasn't there, and I can't read Louis's mind, that mitigates the severity of the crime. You have to look at intention. Was yeah, the in but, but let's you have somebody, to look at intention you know. to be in but but the intention could defy logic if somebody's not in their right state of mind. Well, that's why we have an insanity defense, and Louis was insane. So you're pleading insanity for him. <laughs> I'm not pleading insanity, but we it's, but insanity is we have to always look when we're assessing moral 
transgressions what the intention was. But you're talking about something that a logical, rational person would know not to do, and you're saying he didn't know that because he wasn't a logical, rational person at the time. That's insanity. Well, that, mm-hmm. well it's, illo- it's, it's not being logical and rational, and I would take that into consideration as a mitigating circumstance if that were the case. But the question here really should be, was he insane at the time? No. The, well, he, I don't believe he okay, was insane. Was he? No, he wasn't insane, but we still have to look at what his thought process was to make a moral judgment. How could we know In that? A court we can't of, read we his can't, mind. We can't know that, but we, can, we can't know that with certitude. But if this were a court of law, we would ask him what he was thinking. We would assess, in a court of law, we would assess uh, by his answers whether we felt it was a credible response. He said it, that they giggled or something when he said, can I take <laughs> it out, and that they stayed in the room. Now, that, now, that could maybe be interpreted as some form of consent. I'd have to ask Louis, you know, if he were here, this were a court of law, I would ask him. Though I'm just saying those are questions that need to be asked. How would you interpret that? I, I, no, I would not. I would not. First of all, I would not. Um, I'm very shy. Uh, I need very clear. I need a More very a grower, I think is what I say. I need a very clear green light to do anything. Well, uh, I think that the point I, is, that's is that most my... people should need a very clear right. green light to do anything. That's the idea. Once our junk is involved, you're supposed to have a clear goddamn green light in whatever the fuck you're doing with whoever the fuck you're doing it with. That's it. That's I, it. I, there shouldn't be any gray area. There isn't. No, yeah, well, yeah. and I've been in plenty no of gray area situations and I've created gray area situations. And I am not saying I'm not saying that I'm as pure as the driven snow, but like we're really overanalyzing a guy who pulled his dick out in front of a couple of broads, right? Okay, but so wh- wh- where would right? you well, I, I like to overanalyze. That's what I it do. It would have been smart if this I overanalyze story... like Louis Masturbate. Okay, let me ask this question of the table. How many of you here knew the story prior to the story breaking? Well, How many of you had heard about this? Everybody's hand is up. For years, right? We're, if we, if we about, needed to analyze it, why didn't we analyze it six years ago when we started giggling I did, about it? I did, you know well, what I mean? Well, well I, we this was a problem six because years was, ago. Because it, there wasn't any names attached to it, so it was Well, but there were. We knew a couple of names. I, I, I was I told I was told the name of the, the girl duo. I was told right. who they were. Mm. And I feel like that... And by the way, Garfunkel and Oates was... It wasn't was, Garfunkel and Oates. It wasn't, but I'm saying a lot... Though There was huge rumors that it was right. actually them. That's and that I they heard. were covering up, but it wasn't them. Yeah. But the but the point so is, that is that it, rumor, it was a then. problem six years ago. Six years right. ago, we knew about this. Six years ago, we were talking but about this. Ago, and, but we... now we're analyzing it and we're saying, like, we because have to look I'll tell at like, you, well, how why, why, is, why like... are we analyzing it now? I'll tell you why. Because six years ago, I couldn't come on the air and talk about this simply because... because Louis would get mad. I, well, A, Louis would get and mad. And Becky would get mad. B, people were less interested. Well, and the, the audience would not. Oh, no. Everyone's always no, interested when someone pulls a dick out in front of a I girl. wasn't going to go we on the air. Let me tell you, I, talk I wasn't going to go on the air. I, did I believe the rumors were true? Yes. But I was yes. not going to go on the air and talk about it if I didn't know for sure. Now we know for sure. Yeah, no, I now don't we, think it was, but, would have been Dan's obligation to break the story <laughs> without much information. Well, I that's did. True. That's I, true. I, I did and believe that, you know. personally. I believed it was probably true. Somebody said Louis jerked off in front of two girls. I said that makes yeah, sense. Well, yeah, But yeah. also, don't you think it makes a difference <laughs> that none of us knew what was true and what wasn't? The rumor was yes. for years that he had stood in front of the door and he wouldn't let them leave, and that's that right. changes the story totally completely. Totally changes it. If that mm-hmm. had been the truth, Louis would probably be have been no, arrested for that. And no, no way. 
But don't you think that that still changes the story? What we thought this 100% entire time was wrong. 100% it changes the story, but there's no way they would have made that actionable. Like, that that wasn't even their, that wasn't even what they were trying to do. Well, and also the rumors, some of the comics were talking about how some of the rumors said that these girls were laughing about it afterwards. They went up on stage and talked about it. So, like, you don't know what's true and what's not. And to talk about that on the radio without any evidence, without any names to the story, and with just repeating an incorrect rumor, don't you think that that's reason enough to not actually talk about it? Yes, yes. I certainly mm -hmm. would not have talked about it on the radio. Quite frankly, when I heard the news, A, I believed it. B, I didn't much care. I don't... I didn't have many dealings with Louie. Um, I talked to Louie only once in a while. And so I just like, well, I, yeah, it, it probably happened. But, uh, you know, there's nothing for me to do about it one way or the other. I think had Dan brought it up earlier, it would have been very much to his detriment. And it oh. would have done nothing right, yeah. to help anyone. In I'm not change. making a point that he right. needed to do this on right. a podcast six years ago. I'm right. saying that we as a community didn't make it a conversation like, yeah. oh, this is a problem. This is something we should analyze. Why is he doing this? Why would he do this to girls? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Until now. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm, also, not, I'm not saying that it's Dan's job to like be right, the right. truth teller and whistleblower of every you know person yeah. in comedy that's done something. The wrong. most yeah. recent yeah. one, the most recent occurrence, didn't it happen 10 years ago? The yeah, thing with way the past statute of limitations, without question. Yeah, so to say that it was happening... Is the conversation saying exactly. that it happened, and that's always been my thing: is that if 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 a person isn't isn't proving to be a current threat in the comedy community, I do my dead level best to identify who those people may or may not be. Do you know what I mean? In order to like, I don't know, keep the creep level well, let, down let's, uh, at let's, the creek. You know, let's uh, let me let me ask you that question um, because Noam, generally speaking, we've talked about this numerous times. We talked about it with regard to Bill Cosby. We talked about it with regard to Woody Allen. Uh, and we talk about it with regards to if Noam. Wait, what did Woody do? <laughs> oh God! Dropping like I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> whether or not it's Noam's responsibility to police the stage, whether or not it's for his responsibility to to um, look into you know accusations against comedians. Now you're a club owner. The cellar is a very different animal from the creek, though. I'm a club owner, but I'm also doing about 21 open mics a week. I am uh, dealing with comics in their uh, first performances for the most part my i have a lot of first timers i have You're a lot incubator. of people that are, i'm an incubator mm -hmm. so it's a different it's a different level of creativity that's happening in that room it's a different level of vulnerability and it's also a different level of like people who come in that are kind of like marks right the creek is open to everybody so everybody comes and i do have to have a little bit of a heavier hand i think than gnome would in a club like this to um not necessarily police, but try and ensure that everybody gets to have a good creative experience while they're at the creek. That's what's called artist forward. Right. And and and, and Rebecca has mentioned that her club is artist forward. Yes, I make up phrases and dance. <laughs> <for it. laughs> uh, no, but now say so say that Louis had come to your club. A, yes. A few years, and so. Did. I didn't think he posed a current threat to the comedy community. Okay. Do I think that I would ever let... Okay, let me be really clear. If Bill Cosby and Louis C.K. and Al Franken wanted to come do a triple header at the Creek, I would invite them in a minute. I would get in my car right now and I would leave and I would meet them at the club and we would have a great night. Would I let any of my friends have a drink with them alone afterwards? No. Well, Al Franken and I would. Al Franken. But yeah. not, not Cosby. Really. Okay, so you're saying, Louis probably even too, to be honest with you're you. You're saying but. that your threshold, your standard. I think that my standard is, has are to be they a current, current okay, threat. A current threat. So in other words, the fact that we all knew about Louis, um, since 
he what he didn't seem to be a current threat. So then the story was five years old already by the time we so started you're, hearing about it. So you're saying it, it's really. appropriate that nobody did anything because he wasn't a current threat. What could you do? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think that anything that he did was actionable. I don't think that what he did constituted kidnapping or like, I mean, he maybe would have gotten written a tick, a citation okay. for not actionable. lewd and lascivious acts maybe or something. Okay, so so your standard is, but before you seemed to be pretty uh, vocal that Louis did something very, very bad. Or sure. maybe I misinterpreted you. No, I mean, like, there is no gray. I mean, like, I don't feel like we need to make excuses for it. There's no gray area. What he did was gross. There's, there's, uh, and I'm not advocating for that kind of behavior. But you don't. But see... I also don't see him run around with his dick out. Ju- you don't see him on as a everybody. sexual like, predator. He's not, I don't think. I don't think. But he I is. don't think most people who are sexual predators are openly running around with their dick <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, you'd be surprised. And I also, I mean, I, I also have never met anybody who self-identifies as a sexual predator. So I, I don't know. I don't know what. Like you said, you'd have to know what was in his head to know like how really bad and monstrous the act really was. But I, I there think, isn't a gray area. You I, don't get to masturbate in front of your coworkers, even if you want to. And even well, if you, you do if you if you if you uh, if you think you've gotten permission. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, how did what 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 would what what were they supposed to do in that situation? Well, they just laughed. Yeah. At a comic who said, can I pull my dick out? Which, but honestly, I have never not laughed when a guy is asked yeah. if they can pull their dick right. out. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, they probably thought he was kidding around. Well, yeah. probably, right? I, and I, then I, when it really happened, what were they supposed to do? Like, this this guy's, it's Louie. Well, it happened to me in a steam room once yeah. at the Equinox Fitness Club. And was it somebody who worked above you? Like a, like a was it Gnome? It was a number. <laughs> it was a random, uh, uh, random uh, member of the Equinox. Uh, it was part Did of the it Equi- make you feel was, wildly uncomfortable? He was part of the Equinox community. And, and <laughs> are you current? Which are you, is an and are you still an Equinox community member? Dan? I still am a member of the community. I just simply walked out of the steam room, um, and I was pissed. Not because I felt humiliated, because I want to use the steam room. Uh, the fact is, is he kept me away from my one love in life, which is the steam room. Right. So it had um, very little. So it had repercussions. So there's very a woman. It kept it, it, Louis's dick kept one woman away from her one love in life, well, which was comedy. Well, right? Didn't well, somebody quit he, comedy as a result? Yeah, of right. that they, in the they quit then, comedy, but it's hard to. Re- did they really quit comedy because Louis did that? It's a tough oof, business. A and lot. who knows what other sick shit happened to but her? I, I wanted, too. like it doesn't have to just be that. Like we all have more than one story. At least I, I, I want to talk about something because. That we didn't get to last week, and I wanted to get to it last week. I tried to, but Noam, in his way, just kind of <laughs> you got didn't hear Noam. it, you know, because he gets fixated on it. I do right. that, too. We all do that. But when I do it, it's okay. <laughs> but I want to talk about this issue of that Louis, what Louis mentioned in his apology was that he, they admired him. He used the word admire. He was higher up in the business. And a lot of people are saying, well, because he was higher up in the business, even though it was 2002, he wasn't as high as he is now. That, that, uh, and you alluded to this, that the consent, therefore, was not legitimate, even if they did consent, because he was powerful. It makes it a gray area, right? To me... And once it goes gray, you gotta go no. To me, if you're not working with them in an office, you're just in the same industry, <sighs> you have a right to try to get laid. But I feel like our uh, industry doesn't have. I don't as think clear Louis was trying to get of, laid. Yeah, we're trying to get a that load out. That wasn't about him trying to have sex. It was him trying. And that to, wasn't about him trying to bust a nut either. Uh, bust a nut, he did. I, I, that I, was about doing it in front of someone and making them watch. And and if he really had a fetish about just somebody being a voyeur or whatever, he could pay somebody to do that. Look, I don't want to get into the psychology 
You know, oh, it's you all but you do kind of want to, don't you? You do. Dad? You're asking uh, what's in his head. Well, and, all right. Well, I, that's right. I don't know what's in his head. You're right. You're absolutely right. Maybe he just wanted. He's into them being frightened and upset. Maybe he, or maybe he. And he know, likes knowing he can put people in a weird I, position. I, I don't know that. Well, that's the reason he did that. I mean, there he was the might other girl. just like to masturbate in front yeah, of exactly. women. Exactly. The other girl, in, one of the girls in the New York Times story, he asked her and she said yes. And then she just felt weird about it after, unless I. Uh, yes, yeah, that happened. Well, yeah. That's so, in other words, her, so he has no problem masturbating. Quite literally, maybe. You know, it might have been. Look, we all would, as far as he could pay for it or not, it's, it's always better when you're not paying for it. It's always Is more, it? It's always more exciting. There's some people who enjoy the transaction. Well, and there's others of us who want mm. the women to be into it. Well, uh, he didn't get either. No, it's, maybe, it maybe it he wanted them not, not but, to be but, into but, it. But, but yeah. the point is, is does a man with that's powerful in the comedy industry have a right to hit on a less powerful individual? Do you feel like that was how you hit on a girl? Is that how you No, that's not the point. Mr. Natterman? Not in, no, indeed. I'm calling your mother. No, indeed. Dan, Dan's trying to use his lawyer skills to I'm trying to in. say as follows. true. I'm trying to say as follows. Okay, that he didn't get consent seems to me fairly evident, although I'm willing to hear his side of the story. But there are those that say that even if he got consent, do you understand? Even then if he still would be wrong. It still would be wrong. And well, I'm, I want know, to discuss that but, point. But why? If, the, if the comedy world had a human resources department, what do you think the HR department would say about that? The HR department would say, "Please don't go we're not, we're not a, well, <laughs> we're not a company. We're an industry. I understand that. But I'm saying, like, we're, we're talking in a lot of theoreticals. So theoretically, if there was an HR department for comedy, for the industry of comedy, they would. what would they say? I'll tell you what they would say. What would they say? I'll tell you what they would say. We'll say it already. They'd say, <laughs> they'd say as follows. They would say, did you consent? That's the only thing I care about. Because that, to me, is the issue. The issue is not, did he have a higher position the in the industry? fairly lax uh, yeah. department. I, I, don't, right. I don't know yes, that because that's we're a real because, on what because an HR department because, would say. Because if, if this H- was PricewaterhouseCoopers, because, his ass would have been fired. Because we're not a company. I get it. But you he were not a company. But he, we, but he we did are get fired an industry. by companies as a result right. of this... Right, yes, because it I, wouldn't fly in their HR department. Right? That's right. But we're talking about the incident in the hotel room, which involved women with whom he did not Maybe work. Maybe we don't lose our jobs if we hold ourselves to higher standards. Well, okay. So maybe, maybe, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, just you, saying, do you feel that a comic has a right to hit on a far lower comic? Hit on, on the food chain. Hitting on his yes, so but that's the thing. same. Absolutely, I know that, and it's not but the same, and I'm tr- it is a gray area. It does make it. I see many, a, many a, a an established comic with many a lower level comic. Usually, the established comic is a man, and the lower level comic is a woman. Sometimes not. And I say that if the woman say, I don't care if she thinks you're God and and uh-huh. has a shrine to you in her apartment. If if you are entitled to that because you're entitled to to get consent if you if if she consents you're entitled, you're entitled to, to give it a shot to give it a shot yeah and I think that you can ask you know two maybe three times tops and then after that you're harassing people that's harassment does okay. one time count as harassment no you have mm-hmm. to ask more than one so uh, when he's described as a sexual harasser because he asked this other girl once and she said no and he never talked to her again does that count as harassment or is that mislabeling him as a sexual predator well i there the the interesting conversations that i feel like have been piling up as a result of this article breaking has been around the idea of should we be lumping in sexual harassment with uh uh um 
rape in with rape or with sexual misconduct or with with actual actual attacks and so those are the capacity. interesting conversations dan what have you posed here? but oh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i just I, I find it really interesting because i wonder if it is doing a disservice because like you know every once in a while i'll walk past and somebody will mention some nonsense and i'll hear someone say oh oh well you know Louis Louis a rapist and it's like that's not what happened please stop repeating this conversation as though like it's it's a game of it's a telephone game after a we while we haven't heard from a parn in a while i want to hear uh, i'm just li- i'm listening but let rebecca finish what she was saying at least <laughs> i thought i, I just, did let her finish. i just i just think that it i i think that it's a shame that people are kind of trying to t- scandalize it a little harder than it needs to be like it's a it's a, it's being overstated to to a point but yeah, but again, I think that is part of the moment we're in where it's like, I think because all these things are coming out at the same time and there is such a spectrum of like how grotesque the offenses are, people are sort of like, okay, well, this is your industry's, you know, bad guy. Bad guy. So even though, you know, maybe in another moment or another year, what he did would not have been construed as severely, like I think right now that's not the lens he's under i think the the bigger problem still is not what he did but how it left those women and the lack of consideration for them following it in the years that followed and what they were going through and how they were being well i was essentially calling them a liar when it was brought up i don't know what they were going through because i didn't know who they were until very recently and um it was you know i don't know what they were going through you know, but, but if you have any empathy, you have to. Well, I, I would, I would, I have empathy, but I don't know what they were going through. I'd have to speak with them. First I don't all, think knowing you for many years, <laughs> I, I want to point that out. <laughs> I have a lot of empathy. No, you don't. I have a lot of empathy. I've never seen it displayed. <laughs> and and you and you asked the question about twenty minutes ago. Really, there was tension between us. That, it's theatrical tension. And well, I don't. Th- I'm he's not being very theatrical right well, now. Well, I mean, when we did a show together, we had theatrical tension. Uh-huh. I mean, but. Uh, this uh, you're saying not, this is not an indictment. I just don't think you display empathy, knowing you and being your friend, which I do consider myself. I wouldn't say you're an empathetic person. Well, you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> Does not, not be more wrong. Is that different from not having empathy? Well, if he secretly has empathy, I have no way of knowing it. But I've never seen. I put up with I, you, don't I? I don't think that's empathy. Anyhow, All right. um, yeah, I, uh, that's a good. I feel yeah. like em- there is an element of empathy that is performative but it is hard to be like well he is very empathetic he just keeps it all in <laughs> like it doesn't read it's not a good I, I, emotion right, to read right. that way I, I, yeah well um i think this is what they call the pod calling the kettle black because it's 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 lobel that i haven't noticed <laughs> no. being Here particularly empathetic i don't want to get bogged down into into that but um you know, I don't know what these women suffered. I would have to talk to them. All we know about is they said they were shocked at the time. Whether or not they quit the business because of this is hard to say. Uh, a lot of people quit this business. It's a rotten business. Uh, I, I threatened to quit many times. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> um, you have a law degree, though. I have a law degree. That law degree is worthless right now. He was seriously mm-hmm. considering pharmaceutical sales for a long I, time. I certainly was. Yeah. I certainly was. Um, so... so uh, out of curiosity, okay, go ahead. Uh, it seems like you've you've vocalized that you think that the the reaction was a bit severe to Louis' career. Well, at now least. now um, 
No, I, I vocalized that that's what the consensus last week. Last week was. Well, what's I, what your I've carefully been avoiding giving my personal opinion. Well, what is your personal opinion? My personal opinion is that I... <laughs> <laughs> is that... Um, I don't think Louis is a monster. Uh, I think he's a sick man in certain ways. Um, as far as the punishment, it, it's... Well, is it that severe a punishment? He'll be back, I think. So... I'm not I, really, yeah, I'm not really worried yeah, about I'm not him. worried Is about that him. weird? I, I'm like, well, I'm more worried about Andy so. Dick. And I also kind of wish that the story had broken with him first, to be really honest with what you. What happened with Andy Dick? Andy Dick? Oh, I don't, what doesn't happen well, with Andy Dick? Andy Dick. I mean, he's, don't he, question. I was at Bridgetown the year that he did Bridgetown, and I don't Wait, know what is Bridgetown for the uninitiated? Uh, Bridgetown is a comedy festival that's like a FUBU comedy festival uh, in Portland, Oregon. Okay, because most Andy of our listeners probably don't it, know like, what that is. Seven or eight is. years ago. I'm sorry. Um, and, and, and furthermore, I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a great festival, but Andy Dick headlined it one year, and mm -hmm. I mean... Just the the stories went everywhere from like him jumping into like bathroom stalls, him like grabbing boys and trying to dry hump them, him completely sober, reaching up women's skirts. Oh yeah, he's yeah. always yeah. he's he's a he's the yeah. like, totally image of sobriety. Right. Yeah, um, uh, he went he disappeared for a couple weeks after it. And they like found him in Seattle or something. Like it was insane. Oh yeah. Um, but he like he he he's the one that I've always felt like was the out of control example of like. Really, what we let just—I mean, just get away with fucking anything—and still book him and still. Mm -hmm. Well, but Charlie Sheen's not a comic. Do you know what I mean? Andy Dick's a comic. You know, I think. And I just like—I feel like he really should have been the one that was identified. But I mean, I guess Louis probably like a bigger get in a way. I you think know? because Andy Dick's behavior was so. But open what Andy and does out is there, worse. Right. Way worse. It, it was. Tolerated. First of all, anybody who who had an encounter, it's like you were everybody for believed it. them. You know, yeah. everybody believed them, and everybody could be like, "Oh yeah, that's." And he certainly didn't have any him. effect on anyone's career, right? And there's going to be no right. bombshell story about Andy Dick right. acting in a lewd way because everybody's like, "Yeah, of course, of course right? Like, why? Yeah. You know, this is news." Yeah, but I don't know. He's the current threat and actual problem. Blah blah blah. Right. And his whole right. response was, "What? I lick people. Like, are you seriously? That's your comeback? Right. Oh my god." It's like, yeah, I, it licks Princess think, Leia. It's okay. I think people see Andy Dick and they see a psychologically troubled man and they go, okay, well, look, this guy is a mess. And there's some kind of, um, not that it validates the behavior in any way, but it's sort of like people it's, are There's like, an expectation, yeah. so it's okay. Yeah. Well, do you think that that explains then the backlash to Louis because so many people had invested so many feelings in him? Well, like, sure. he's one of us, he's a feminist, he's one of the good guys, and then it comes out and then everybody's super disappointed and- you know. He was selling authenticity, which mm -hmm. is um, why I think people. Which were is a real so... tough thing to sell when you're a human being. Yeah, but just that he's open, he's honest, he's authentic, he's putting it all out there. That's what people loved about him. And then when they felt, you know, this happened, there was a sense of betrayal. But can't both be true? Can't Louis act in a perverted way? Uh, Fifteen years ago, if he ago had addressed still... it, sure. But he had to wait until an article came out. So you think of... that well, it wouldn't have nearly been as bad if he did like an Oprah interview? If he had but, done yeah. some shit three years, like a part is saying, it literally was the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this whole production to... was brought to you by Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with anything other than this grab you by the pussy bullshit that we're living through right now i think That's he all. had plenty of opportunity to rectify it with the girls who were uncomfortable and say listen well, he did he, he messaged did. one of he, them didn't he and but apologized. i think it was i think it was well 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 after like it was sort well, of it was well after and he also apologized to her for something that he didn't actually do to oh, her the yeah whole pushing right. thing which was so um, disturbing right well you know <laughs> like oops wrong apology oh, sorry. draft yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right.
right. Any any other? Uh, I I think we can move maybe to another topic. Uh, that unless somebody has. <laughs> I just really don't want anything to happen to better things. But I haven't seen better things. I just it's so goddamn good. I just don't want anything to happen to that show. So well, uh, well, what what do we need? Who does he need to jack off in front of to do that? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, well, I I don't get, care about better things. I've never seen it, but for your sake, check it out. I think. Do you love think it. he'll be back? Yes. I don't think he yeah, ever I'm in, not in, in, about him. He's fine. Like... Unless there's more shit coming out. Which, there isn't. Which if there was, we would have heard it by most now. Likely, most likely. He will be back. He will be forever, uh, you know, that guy. But he'll he'll be back with his new special, Live and Unconsensual. It's got to be um, a weird Instead moment. of Live and Uncensored. Nobody, <laughs> right, right. nobody thought that was funny. Last I week I said Louis, Louis, Louis uh, his special coming at you. And I got, that got more laughs. Um <laughs> That seems a little predatory. I like that one. <laughs> and unconsensual. He's got to have a weird moment every time he goes to jerk off now, though, right? Just You have to take a second, right? I don't think he would. Sad. I don't think he'd have a weird moment. I bet he would. I would every time. If I got caught jilling off in front of a bunch of dudes and nobody Jilling off, everybody. Don't let that go. <laughs> <laughs> You're letting it go as if, uh, as if she didn't say anything completely uh, world-changing. <laughs> jilling off... I've never heard that. Is it, did you make that up? No, no, I did not. She's comedy forward, and she jills mm-hmm. off. Because jacking off, I've heard women talk about whacking off, jacking off, jerking off, and and I have to say, whoa, 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 no, you don't Jilling do that. Right. You don't jack off. It's it's a different action. Because jacking it connotes a a a um a jackhammer emotion that men make. That Wait, we're, Dan we're, is demonstrating for us right now. It's not the same motion. I mean, it could be if there's an apparatus involved. It could be, but typically is not. Okay, um, jacking off is a male thing, and women masturbating. Uh, I mean, well, is what there? Did you use to, what did you call it? What do you, what do you call a lady? call women masturbating? Really, I, you I don't call, give it like call, a nice term like a what do you like give a bean it? flick or well, jilling bean off flick. is what I do. But some some people say flicking the bean. I feel like there's like a there's bean there's flicking. <laughs> that well, that's from Opie and Anthony. That's from back in the oh. day. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I. I don't think when I you have an expression it? for it. It's just lady talk. Oh, you know, uh, Aparna, I did want to... Mm-hmm. No, that's period. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Just change the subject a, a wee bit. And uh, I, I I took the opportunity to watch your um, Conan special. Conan set. And I did think it was quite, uh, quite... Oh, thank you. ...interesting and quite good. Uh, now, you're an Indian, as we've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And you didn't breathe a word of it on your latest Conan set. <gasps> I did not. No, well, I say that because a, a large part of many... Indian uh, comedians act uh, is is being Indian. I don't know if that's a large part of your act. Generally, I didn't see it on the I Conan don't know if show. That's true anymore, though. Who Based who on does all that? The yeah. Indian comedians. Well, uh, who anyway. does that? Who who ask? talks about being Indian in their act? Nimesh? I in, I I haven't. I'm not sure. I, I just <laughs> <assume> <laughs> you're that. just naming guys you know are Indian. Well, no, I was I was asking perform. because I I know the comics <laughs> no. that Dan knows. Not there yet. are like there's three a Lingon, or four Indian comics. There's a Lingon, Hassan Minaj. I think yeah. they mention their heritage. They don't. I... So are you saying it's a preference for you? It's not. They, I'm just that, saying a lot okay. of people. You just know, Mo Mo Amer certainly talks about uh, his heritage. People that have heritages is. That are less common in the comedy world often talk about. It. Do you mention being Jewish? In I your certainly act do ever? not. I do when I'm playing for a Jewish gig. Mm. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, but I don't typically discuss it. Although my my humor is steeped in in Jewish um, themes and in self-deprecation, which is often considered right. to be a Jewish thing. 
But do you, in your in your act, if I were going to go see your uh, Parna uh, headlining show, mm-hmm. would you discuss? Not really. Uh, your Indian it's heritage. It's just not whole that in an Indian accent. I you do. didn't know that. I do. Well, she has a Midlantic slash Indian accent. Midlantic. Is there a um, reason you don't? Not really. I think it's just. I figure most comedians just write about what is interesting to them, and it's just I don't lead with that. You don't lead with it. You don't include it at all. I don't really, I guess I haven't really come up with material on that, but it's not like, oh, I'm ne- never going to talk about that. It's just not where my material has landed. I mean, you've done a lot with on um, depression, right? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like I'm a more in in to out, in inner world to outer world person. So outside in is less, like the way other people see me is less likely what I'm going to talk about as what's going on in my own head. That's true. To talk about depression, which is, is gaining some traction now <laughs> Thank uh, you. in the comedy world because you hear Gary Goleman talking about it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I believe our, our friend Jeff Alexander, or Jeff Leach, Jeff Leach rather, discusses it. And then there's that guy, Chris Gethard, whose whole shtick is mm-hmm. that he tried to kill himself Career or wanted suicide, to kill himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, funny to call it a shtick. That's not yeah. his shtick. That's his whole shtick. Yeah. His, his whole, Chris that's his is an thing. amazing storyteller who does talk about mental illness a lot in his work. Well, I mean, I use shtick in the large sense of the term. Yeah, like the offensive Sh- sense of the term. No, shtick is anything that you, you're, you're, you're hook. How about a hook? His hook. All right. Well. Oh, you want to call it his life story. My shtick is I'm suicidal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I am seeing more of, I'm seeing more mental illness based well, and comedy. Andy Richter is on this whole campaign right now about how mental mm-hmm. illness or depression is not a choice. And he's like, he's yeah. he's making a real well, splash with it too. I, I, does that have, I mean, I guess, are there some people so ignorant they think it's a choice? I guess there might be. But well, there are some people I think who think that there is a tremendous a amount of people who yeah. will be like, why don't you just stop being sad? Just be, be fun. Why don't you just be, stop be being nice. sad? Depression, I wish you were more fun to be around. Depression ah! may not be a choice. I've suffered for many years with depression, but I think dealing not or choosing not to deal with depression is a choice that should be talked I about. don't believe anything's a choice. I believe we have no free will. <laughs> that Louis from the moment the universe was created Dick was always going to come out. It was inevitable that Louis was going to masturbate in front of a comedy duo, which I must <laughs> which I must say is an odd move. Ducky and Murray really missed out, didn't they? Um, <laughs> the idea of masturbating in front of a comedy duo, it's never been done before, I would imagine. That was the first time anybody masturbated in front of comedy do a duo. See, he's a oh, pioneer in every that. field. What's that? He's a pioneer now, in every field. Now, maybe somebody once masturbated in front everything. of uh, uh, Lucille Ball and uh, Vivian Vance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, Ethel. Yeah. But, um, Those are the trailblazers that led the way for comedy duo masturbation. But uh, <laughs> I think it's a very, very rare, I won't call it a skill, but uh, a rare thing. Anyway, uh, I don't believe in free will. <laughs> Do you, can, can I ask you? I don't Dan? believe that we are really have free will. Go ahead. How often do how, I masturbate? Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. Please. Uh, how many? How I'll many, take that. How many, please, as a yes. <laughs> See how that works, guys, and everyone's uncomfortable. <laughs> how many comedy festivals have you been to? I've been to the following comedy festivals in no particular <laughs> order. <laughs> the Montreal Comedy Festival. Just for laughs. Just for laughs. The Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Austin, Texas. And, and once again, it all comes back to Louis, the Aspen Comedy Festival yeah. and Comedy Arts Festival. Yes. How about New York? The New York, they don't want anything to do with me. There's, that's oh. currently going on now. Or is it happening it last happened week? just happened last week. Why is they, that? Then? They don't want me to darken their doorstep. I don't know why. But I've been disrespected in this business by better than them. <laughs> <laughs> the, fact, <laughs> the fact is, I'm an underrated... Uh, <laughs> 
That's my cross to bear. I'm underrated. Unappreciated. And it's, it's, uh, I'm getting used to it after 20 plus years. Finally. Mm. But, um, yeah, I've been to those three. You're international. I've never been to South by Southwest. Ooh. And the JFL, the Just for Laughs, has comedy festivals in Australia and Toronto, and they haven't invited me there either. I don't mm. think that was part of the question. The question was, is what comedy festivals I've been but it's to. First of all, the ones that you haven't been to. Now, uh, your attitude <laughs> is not. He's uh, lacking in empathy. Well, here's the problem with Lobel. He's a co- podcaster himself. And one, oftentimes when you invite a podcaster on the show, they forget that this is not their podcast. That's not what it is. Well, Aparna's a podcaster, too. Oh, I didn't know that about Aparna. No, I'm not. I'm not no. I mean, I had a short-term one, but I'm not, like, a, I don't po- have a regular mm. one. You had a short-term one, which was, which was a podcast about Indian culture? No, <laughs> it was about <laughs> depression. It was about depression. Dan, I assume that you started off the podcast with that awkward introduction for me because you wanted to <laughs> kind of ruffle my feathers, so to speak, and create the old dynamic. No, I thought that bec- I was just being truthful. I thought that there was some not tension. I it just there was. You have to stick to what you originally. Yeah, said. there tension. Like if you if you listen to the show, you know that me and Noam have tension because I'm impossible to work with. Um, but that's and what I makes have, the show. Good. I have my vision of things. I first of all, yes, I do think. And that Noam is would, fucking with my vision. Nobody would be able to smoothly work with you, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's why I enjoy doing a show with you is because. That what you call tension was entertainment. That's the bottom line. <laughs> as long as the people are entertained, the tension is okay. But that's the point of the show, isn't it? But the isn't tension it? was real. <laughs> that the tension had the side benefit of being interesting didn't make make it any less real. The, the fact is, I it was exasperating at times. I thought that that tension was perpe- was real, but created only for the show. Not in a way that translated outside no, of that. It did not translate up because I can separate, you understand. But Dan, right. you wouldn't have kept doing the show had it not been I didn't keep doing the show. Eventually I <laughs> no, said, Lobel. That's not true. We, I thought I ended the show. Yeah, but prior to that, I stopped doing it. No. And then you moved to L.A. to seek your fame and fortune. Wait a minute. You never stopped doing the show. Eventually what happened was, is you said, you know what, our friendship is too important and we, there's too much tension. And, <laughs> and yes, that's I don't want to get into it. That's what happened. That never happened. Listen to the tapes. They're all out there. All right, Rebecca, you wanted to know how many... Uh, That's three. Uh, so now why do you ask that well, question? I was just curious because I wanted to know like how much of like the party scene that you had been involved with in like, like you know, like Just for Laughs, South by Southwest, um, mm. Moon Tower, um, I mean, you know, High Plains, uh, Bridgetown. Um, I, mean, I don't know anything about Bridgetown. LA Riot Fest. I mean, there's like, there's a ton of them. Well, as I, I've done three. But... So have you experienced like when you when you go to these festivals, do you stay up? Do you go to the open bars? Do you stay up until like, I get five, the early the bird morning? special <laughs> and I, I'm 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 tucked in by nine thirty with my but first I drink some warm milk. Warm milk and you read Gideon's Bible till you fall asleep in your rocking chair. You know, I, do I stay up for goodness sake? Well, sakes? I mean I'm saying like like it's a crazy party atmosphere, right? And that's like what, our What about seven more minutes? Until the podcast is over? Yeah. Oh, we can okay. do it as long as we please. Well, you, we typically well, do an hour. Also, our, our guests have. Uh, oh, what they have to. I, go- I don't want to hijack this I for th- my dumb point. Keep talking. Dan. Your point is, is that you know that I that I I do my crossword puzzles in my room. No, no, no. My my point is, is that we <laughs> and, have. And like, that I don't know how to shake it up. Most industries have one conference a year they go to, right? Like dentists, cement mixers, whoever the fuck else. They have one conference they go Jewelers. to a year. I'm just giving you a. Third. Sure, yeah. great. Yeah. 
comedy people, we yeah. we have like one a month. We have like twelve yeah. to twenty four. I mean, and and, and forget it, the international comics. There's you know forty, fifty. You, you know what I mean? That you right. that you have access potentially that you could go to. And I just I, I think that uh, I think that a point needs to be made that we uh, this industry puts us in a higher level of temptation way more often than an accountant world or the dental world or the jeweler's world would. Are you saying that as a yeah, result, then we need to have more empathy for someone like Louis? Well, it's a numbers he, game. We're going to have more, you know, jackers gonna be more, in public gonna than, be more, than, than, you know, PC Wire. Well, Aparna, you've been to your share of comedy festivals. Mm-hmm. She has. Uh, whether it be Montreal, whether it be, uh, what else have you done? Moon Tower. Moon Tower. And, 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 and uh, do you, have you been... Um, inappropriately um but i'm encounter- i i'm in your category i drink milk and i go well, to bed well i was only kidding about me oh well then i'm your joke version of yourself okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're the you're the real version or the, yeah you're the real version so you you uh, you you do what i was accused of doing well, which is being to a be par- clear, which is being a party pooper. You. You're gonna have to listen to the. <laughs> you tape. said I was a party pooper. I asked you if you stayed out late and partied. That's all. You wouldn't have asked me. I wasn't me that. implying don't, that you don't. don't if you had any respect for me, you would have assumed it to be true that In I stayed up late and partied. In all truthfulness, my dear, you could be sober. I wouldn't. know. I don't know. And not that you. By have sober, to you drink mean that I'm on the wagon. That I used to have a problem. Why is that a respect uh, thing in your head that oh you, you stay up? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Uh, did I'm, I just out you? I don't know. I didn't. Mean no, to... I'm not sober. I, I, I mean, I. I've just ha- never seen you drink, so like, I, I, I didn't know if you hung out. I, I unlike certain people in this business, can have a cocktail. Uh huh. Can put it the fuck down. That's good. That's I know good. a lot of people. They drink and drink and drink. I can have a. I can have two cocktails, <laughs> and you know what I can do after that? I can stop drinking. Unlike some of the people in this business that can't stop and have to be on the wagon. No, I can control it. That's a great skill set to have. Well, I'm thankful for it. You should be. Because a lot of people can't do that. But me, I can put the j- plug in the jug. <laughs> <laughs> can we call this episode the plug in the jug, plug, please? I, the plug in the jug. All right. I do want to bring up one more thing. Um, speaking of excess and speaking of lack of self-control, I did something that is very uncharacteristic uh, for me this week. I don't know what came over me. I bought a Bitcoin. Oh! <gasps> Um, I My spent seventy five hundred dollars for it. It's now up to eighty three hundred. Could be zero by tomorrow. Could be, but, but I, I don't know what the hell came over me. It it wasn't me that bought that Bitcoin. It was somebody else and stuck me with the bill. But I got car. I'm being figurative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got carried away with Bitcoin fever. Bitcoin. It happens. <laughs> I got carried away. What was with Bit- the motivation? James Altucher, who has been on this show. Yes, mm-hmm. I knew you know he was telling me that he made all this money in Bitcoin and. That's a bold move. He didn't down. tell me to buy Bitcoin, but um, but he was telling me that he made money in Bitcoin and that, you know, whatever, and he got me interested in it. I mean, he like, also invested in a comedy club. Are yes. You, are you going to do that, too? Look, Al Toucher... Every time he shows up, he's invested in a comedy club. What are you talking but about? But Al Toucher didn't invest... Huh. He's part owner of Stand Up New York, uh, just to let people know. Uh, but he didn't do that for the money. He did that because he wants to perform comedy. Mm. Um, is anybody okay. else in Bitcoin? Uh, the only other comic I know that's in Bitcoin is James Adomian. 
How long is he doing well for himself? Well, you know, if you would buy weird that somebody would just presume that, like, I don't know, that's that's such a funny thing to say. If he is doing anybody, I I mean, I'm not saying that he's he's got a mountain of bitcoins that he's (laughs) swimming through, like Scrooge McDuck. Well, I mean, if you're if you're talking to somebody who makes minimum wage, chances are they aren't investing in bitcoin. You have to be above a certain bracket. Well, no, because bitcoin, the people that bought early on, it was like a hundred bucks for bitcoin, or even or five cents at the beginning. They started, yeah, they were, and a lot of people that I that I see online that got into bitcoin were crazy people it's like a cult almost you yeah. know it's people that hate the government that don't trust that think that this federal government's gonna gonna i, I don't know just well, go communist and believe in the black web like it's just it's you a, also mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on alt-right websites it's so got nothing to do with my bitcoin <laughs> but boys that were clearly you your... they wouldn't have let him have it if they didn't yeah, know right i'd like to get to the core of why you brought up the fact <laughs> that you bought it i thought I think it was he's into... bragging about I... having money to buy bitcoin I... well you don't he spent well... seven thousand dollars on a bitcoin I thought that it was interesting because right now it's on an idea. Right now, everybody <laughs> is talking about Bitcoin, uh-huh. um, which probably means it's too late. And I, I, I cut in too late because, as Warren Buffett once said, once your doorman is telling you or the guy pumping your gas to, to buy something, that's when you, you got to pull out. Would you feel better if collectively we reassured you that this was no. a good investment no. or if we no, all because <laughs> confirmed what you're fearing? Uh, I, I, <laughs> there's no fear. There is just uncertainty. There's some fear. But mostly it's just like, I'm this is just fear. something I would not have done. Have, can I ask? No, can I, if my, in my normal state, have, in my normal go to bed early, drink warm milk self. But I was up till, it was 11 at night. It was 11 at night. I had had, uh, uh, you know, a I had had a, a cup of a caffeinated coffee. And I said, well, this is a party. And, you know. <laughs> so have, you, have you set yourself like a benchmark? Like once it gets to a certain amount of money, I'm going to sell it? Or... Um, Do you think that you're only going to ever have? Because there's there's a finite number of bitcoins, right? They're not making new ones. Right, the amount that, of bitcoins exist, and they're always going to go up in value. They might always go up in value. They might go down to zero. No one can really say. I submit I that you brought this so. up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Submit. Submit. You okay. have something to submit. Submit. I submit that you brought this up for three reasons. Go ahead. <laughs> One, to show off that you had enough to buy a bitcoin. That could have been my life savings. That Two... Because you were hoping that we'd all make you feel bad no. about the Bitcoin, yeah. which would in turn make you feel good. <laughs> right. Because if we all confirmed it, you'd feel right. Yeah. And okay, uh, 0 for 2 so far. Okay. And 0 for 2. What's the third one? Actually, I think there's only two. Yeah, okay. 0 for 2. I brought it up because I thought that Bitcoin is something people are talking about right now. It's interesting. I thought some of you might have opinions about it. What got you so excited about it? Just the, the hubbub in general? Or was it a specific ex- thing you read? I, what I got accept well a lot of times when people are are, are, are not succeeding in in, in uh, their uh, their chosen field uh, they they get desperate to make money in other ways uh-huh and oh, Parna oh, has yeah, to go sorry, sorry, sorry I gotta go but you guys keep going that well, we won't go on one. much we won't go sympathy <laughs> we won't go on much longer without you but no, we do okay. appreciate you Thank stopping you for by me. No, no, and bye, um, you know bye, everyone you should probably audition for the club but um, <laughs> I agree you know maybe you can talk to Noam uh, Stephen. Um, Stop by, making her uncomfortable. All right, Aparna. That's Aparna. That I don't know exactly. Nanchurla. The, Nanchurla. That's, oh, I could be saying it wrong. I believe that's from the north of India. That's a northern Indian name. It's not. Okay. It's not. Well, then it's probably from the south or the central part of. That's the just guessing all the parts. You gave away the magic trick. I really did. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right, this Bitcoin conversations run its course unless you have another question about it. Well, I was just You're saying. Well, how do what, I get that yeah, excited? Like what got you? What got you so hard for it? weird it's not like you in any capacity um yeah it just uh, you know people were talking about these numbers that they were talking about like it could go up to a hundred thousand in a couple of years 
you know, it could. I mean, it's true. It it absolutely could. And the 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 truth is, is that it it's a sound investment. I mean, well, it's an investment anyway. If I had (laughs) the money, I would have a bit. And also, it's exciting. It is something that is, I think, going to be historical, whether it's historical because it becomes the next big thing or because it becomes the biggest scam ever perpetrated. Yeah. Is scam it be? It's the most brilliant scam of you, all time. You want to be It would be an honor yeah. to be scammed by it. <laughs> I like it. I just think it is historical and I wanted to participate. I that feel was like it's a real thing. sign of growth on your part, too, that you, you had this sort of impulsive outside of yourself experience. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree with that. You should be excited about it. Well, uh, do they give you a certificate or like no, a shiny little coin no, that think, can represent no, it? No, they or don't something? give you a shiny I think it's coin. great to see you make a bold move, Dan. I think that's. that's I just I'm going to make a bold move with you after the show. <laughs> Bully. Um, Dan, Dan, I did. Well, I guess we're almost out of time, but Dan wanted to talk about briefly, I might add, okay. a comic that he's working a comic strip, I believe. Comic that. book. Comic book. I have a comic book coming out. And uh, it'll be out for the holidays, and it's called Fair Enough. And this is this is my latest uh, thing, Dan, that I'm working on. I'm going to be putting out comic books a few times a year, mm-hmm. and these are. Uh, but you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't feel like the stage is set for this. It, you you seem to be showing no interest. Huh? Well, yeah, yeah. So, so you're talking about your next gig? Your eyes about? glazed over. Yes, uh, right. Um. Well, um, I'm sure it's it's wonderful. I, I think did... I think you're getting a kick out of not caring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, I do think that this uh, this, this 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 video series you're working on. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I do think it could be good, and I urge everybody to download it. <laughs> uh, the comic book called uh, Free and Easy. What was it called? <laughs> what was it? Uh, no, it was uh, Take It Easy. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it's about. It's a chronicle of what? Uh, stories from my life. Stories from your life. And okay. uh, are you familiar with the late great Harvey P. Carr? Uh, not intimately. Yes, but, American but, but I know that he's American a famous Splendor. guy. Yeah. So, uh, Splendor. Harvey Harvey P. Carr. Uh, after seeing that movie, kind of kicked off my portrayed career. Portrayed by I, I Paul be- Giamatti. Yes, mm. I, I became friendly with Paul, uh, well, also with Paul Giamatti. Original, not friendly. I had him on the show, but I became friendly with Harvey Pekar after seeing that movie, and he kind of inspired me and encouraged me to go forward. You remember, I did a comedy magazine at one point, Dan. The comical. The comical. That was uh, that was from Harvey Pekar, uh, pushing me, and uh, and he was a, a very big force in my life. And so the first one is about uh, this friendship I had with Harvey Picar. But the, they're all going to be kind of in the vein of what he did, which was just writing about slice of life shit, and that's what I'm doing here. Okay, so can anybody see this anywhere right now? Or it's something, it's to be... It, it will be out, it will be out uh, at and available point. at fairenoughcomic.com uh, for the holidays. But meantime, if you can't wait to get a Lobel, to, to hear Lobel's stories and, and anecdotes, I assume that they can follow you... Uh, on Twitter or Facebook yes, to uh, keep abreast of all that's going on in the life of at, Danny Lobel. Yes, at Daniel Lobel on Twitter. And um, and uh, I have a podcast called Modern Day Philosophers. And you and I, we did that podcast that we've referred to uh, a bunch of times called Too Much Information with Dan and Dan. 
I'm gonna put those back out again. I think uh, some, some of them were great. Some of them were sounded great. Sounded like there was a lot yeah. of tension between. Yeah, them. Some right. of them were excellent. Some yes. of them were excellent. We did a lot of great work together, which is why I was surprised by the intro. And, and you, you, well, Noam and I do some great work together. It doesn't mean there's not tension. I, uh, the two are not mutually exclusive, as uh, you pointed out, and rightly so. And, and tension and, doesn't and, have to be a bad thing. And Dan and I are in touch on a regular basis, certainly online, if not more. Through the social media, mostly. For years, so I consider you a good friend, and well, uh, I was surprised by the intro anyway. I think you hurt his feelings. Maybe well, they are a little um, hurt. he also seems a little to, sad. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have empathy. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I was just saying that, that, you know, sometimes when friends work together, that's why my grandfather always said, never take a partner. Ooh, he, was in the, he was in the dry goods business <laughs> with a partner. It didn't work out. Very smart. I had two. didn't work out. There you go. Yeah. And if you're in, and, and they say never loan money to a friend or go into business with a friend, and, and they say that for a reason. Rebecca Trent, owner of The Creek and... <laughs> And the not just the and Greek the and the K. Yeah, there's two of them. This is a comedy club, a incubator of young talent in Queens, New York. Yeah. And tomorrow she'll be having. By the way, we're, as we record this, not as you listen to it, but as we record this, it's the eve of Thanksgiving, and uh, so uh, Rebecca is so um, artist forward that she's doing a comedy uh, Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow at the Creek and the K. It'll be our twelfth one. Uh, we do it every year, and last year. The year before last, we cooked for 80 was the most. Last year, we had, I think, 65, 70, and this year, we're expecting about the same amount. Rebecca truly cares about comedians. It will be her undoing. It will. You're right. <laughs> because, you know, in this business, you can't care too much about people. Well, why, where, does it, where does it come from? Why do, you, why do you have such a deep love for comedians? Oh, uh, I would like to say it's because I met the right ones first. I think that's the right answer. Which of those right ones are you? Sean Patton and um, the whole crew from New Orleans. Had like you Mark met Norman. me Norman. first? Had you met Dan? Madden? I would have adored you. Did Absolutely. It? Okay. Good. Yeah, we would have gotten along immediately. Well, I think we do get along. Um, do you, you have any know. social media presence uh, that you'd like to? Uh, sure. Um, my I'm at Rebel Cave personally and Creek and Cave or Creek and Cave LIC uh, professionally. You can find me on. And our place. producer Stephen Calabria. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chinabria, China, <laughs> Bria, B-R-I-A. Also, uh, if you have questions or comments about the show, you should write in. We uh, Yes, we, we do enjoy you. compliments. Really? Obviously, are more... Uh, are, are more um, no, you want to hear how... If uh, I send if in a question, are you contractually obligated to answer it? Uh, I mean, we appreciate any, this could uh, be fun. any feedback, so... Uh, yeah, anonymous person writing in. I was just a guest on your show, and I think it absolutely <laughs> sucked. Uh, no, what's the the email that we use? I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know. Even know. The producer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, please send us your questions to some well, fucked hard email. Very, I don't even know about. All right, we'll uh, check very in a minute. Easygoing ship here, so I don't know. Uh, email Noam. Probably he doesn't want. Just that. go to Noam's house. Just his address. <laughs> Dan, do you? No, yeah, go ahead. Do you Dan, give out your personal email? Not personal email. No. Do you have uh, a business email? Uh, you can, if you have questions or comments, <laughs> you add me on Facebook or you can direct message me on Twitter. You can tweet at me. Um, or email just the comedy seller. Email, uh, go on to the What's that website. email, Steve? Yeah, well, the matter, I don't get know, manager's you, huh? email. I don't know if there's actually one kind just of... Just call Liz. It's 917-423. Yeah. <laughs> I think that this was a fake offer to get in touch with the show. Oh, what you, it's not a fake I offer. submit. 
You can tweet at us too. I mean, tweet at the Comedy Cellar at New NYC Comedy Cellar at NYC Dan, Comedy Cellar. Does people... the podcast have its own Twitter handle and IG account and no. all that stuff? How, how often? And what are you we're... taking all these pictures for, Steve? Huh? Well, this is What's for me. We for had my, Nobel for my had a Instagram. quick question to, to send uh, us on. Well, I just wondered how many people write into you and how often you're replying. We've been to an getting email. some compliments lately. I don't know how they've been right or what I, email they've been. I want to know but... how many emails Dan has personally written to fans. Written to fans? Uh, I always on the average even. Zero, because I, I usually do tw- tweeting and retweeting and tweet adding, and that's how I do business. Nobody snail mails anymore. Uh, we thank you, Daniel Lobel. Uh, happy to- Thanksgiving to you yeah. and a happy holiday season thank you, to you. Daniel also, Madam. Rebecca Trent, if you're a comic with nothing to eat and no savings. It's free? It's too late anyway. This isn't going to air. Oh, you're tomorrow. right. Well, it might. Next it, it, year, another well, fake offer from Dan If you're Madden. a comic <laughs> and next year you feel like going, because I'm sure it'll you'll we do, do, um, do it every year. We do ask for uh, donations to cover the groceries. And we usually put like a couple boxes of wine and like a bunch of like all the samples and stuff. Well, this will be too late for this year, but 2018 Thanksgiving. Are there's you a, always Christmas. Uh, uh, Christmas. Do you do uh, that too? Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. just every other night of the week. We'll be back. No, I don't. I mean, I don't. We'll be back uh, next time. Noam should be back from his Disney cruise and imagine the stories that he'll have after a week on a Disney cruise. (laughs) 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 We will see you then. Thank you so much.